And it's time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy in Ōtautahi. Kia ora, Sally, and the number of properties with M. Bovis is now at five. Kia ora, Mani. Yes, the Ministry for Primary Industries this morning announced a fifth property is infected with the cattle disease. The farm is in the controlled area notice in Wakanui near Ashburton, where three other infected farms, including the massive Ansco feedlot, are located. Another infected farm is about 10 kilometres away from the controlled area. It was signalled last month that this latest farm would likely test positive. Eradication Programme lead Simon Andrews says because it's in the controlled area, it's been under movement restrictions since August. We continue to make uh, progress in ensuring that you know, we're pro- providing support uh, to the, the farmers that are affected uh, in the wider community uh, itself. Uh, so that area will be uh, free of cattle uh, from essentially mid-January through to mid-March and that will give us the best possible chance to make sure that we uh, remove infection from the area and um, enable the community uh, to get back to, to farming without bovis. Simon Andrew remains confident Embovis can be eradicated from New Zealand. Milk powder, butter, cheese and logs led the charge in overseas exports last month with the total value total value of exports hitting $6 billion. Stats NZ figures show overall exports for September were up 37% on the same month last year. Exports of milk powder, butter and cheese shot up by 71% or $631 million and log exports lifted by 41%. But the value of fruit exports dropped by 14% or $45 million. A pasture expert says pastoral farmland is suffering under the worsening effects of climate change, so it's time to rethink how the land's cared for. Primary industry leaders, including Beef and Lamb, Dairy NZ and pasture specialist Berenberg, have put together a discussion paper on how to make pastures more resilient. It says warmer, drier weather is already causing some pasture crops in Northland to fail. Berenberg spokesperson Graham Kerr says more research into innovative innovative pasture management techniques needs to be done as our pasture-fed beef and lamb gives exporters a huge advantage. The pastoral industry is important and generates more than 40 cents in every dollar in exports New Zealand earns. It's also an iconic part of our culture, employs one in 10 people. We do have significant challenges and solutions must integrate many things, including fresh water quality, greenhouse gases, profitability and consumer expectations. But we believe our high value protein products from pasture fed animals have a great outlook, a view shared by the Primary Sector Council. That's Graham Kerr. To other news, the New Zealand Merino Company says efforts to increase sales are paying off, with the company reporting record earnings and volumes of bales sold. It's just announced earnings before tax of $6.9 million for the year to June, an 8% increase on last year. The result means the company will pay a dividend of 41.6 cents per share. It's time to get the latest from the sale yards around the country. Our reporter Kim Moody spoke to regular guest Suze Bremner a little earlier. Kia ora, Suze. What's been happening this week? Well, in the North Island, the fact that there are more ewes coming in, coming forward at the prime sales is clear evidence that farmers are finally able to get the docking done and are drafting out the wet drive. That'll be a huge relief for many, though I do know plenty of farmers looking to use the long weekend ahead to get that job done as well. So mudden schedules are around $5.80 to $6.30 a kilo and are easing back. So in the yards, we're seeing good ewes making about $130 to $170 and the heavier end are $180 to $223. There's not a lot of processor space around since we've had a bit of a late run on old season lambs. 
but the ewes are being put away into paddocks for when gaps start to appear, so the demand's been solid. And what's been happening on the cattle markets? Well, we just can't stop that demand for the short-term traditional cattle, and again we saw records reached at Stortford Lodge. This time it was heavy lines of Angus and Angus Hereford steers that reached $3.88 to $3.95 a kilo. South Island yards have been busy as well, and at Canterbury Park a special sale was held on Wednesday with just over 900 yearlings from one vendor. They were traditional or Charolais cross cattle, and the steers averaged 990 to $1,005, and the heifers 895 to $950. And carrying on that beef-only theme, Tamuka had a big yarding of store cattle on Thursday, which included a consignment of 180 yearling Red Devon Hereford bulls from Pitt Island. Now, these sold in several lines and made 560 to $1,130. To Australia now, where fresh produce being imported from overseas is reportedly rotting because of delays at quarantine inspection, raising fears Australia's trading relationships could be damaged. The ABC's Lucy Barber reports. Australian importers say Department of Agriculture inspectors are taking weeks to clear fruit, vegetables and flowers of pests and disease. Joe Saina represents horticultural importers and argues there aren't enough inspectors to do the job. We've got situations in Victoria where fruit is actually rotting in the cauldrons whilst awaiting quarantine inspections. Importers claim they've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars a year but won't talk publicly for fear of further delays. Federal Agriculture Minister Murray Watt says the system could be better. I recently approved the creation of a task force to tackle this issue. But importers are concerned the delays are upsetting overseas exporters. And just lastly, a leader in the Manuka honey industry says more research into the medicinal benefits of the honey needs to be done. Margaret Bennett of Summer Glow Apiaries pioneered the UMF grading system. She's now stepping down from the UMF Association Board after 20 years but says her job's not done. What we need is Outcome research. Outcome research into what the honey can do for the consumer. Once you do that, the consumer is given a reason to want to buy the honey. It's not just a number. It's not just a name. It's Margaret Bennett, and you can hear more on her story on Country Life tonight after seven. And that's the rural news for this week. Koe rāte purungo o te tai whenua.